Christmas from us all here on BBC Two. Now enjoy seasonal CFAX music until Christmas CBBS at six. You're listening to the Teletext Hour podcast, and with me is Carl. So, Carl, yeah. So uh, Bamba Bosla presses a red button um, in the wind tunnel. Everything goes pear-shaped, uh, and it's uh, pretty tragic, really. I see. Ho, ho, ho! Whoever thought that opening Teletext doors could be so much fun? Ho, 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 ho! Calm down, Rudolph, calm down. Yes, on today's episode of Teletext R, I, Santa Claus, will be revisiting that childhood thrill. The Teletext Advent Calendar. (laughs) Are you okay, Santa? Santa, no, we have to revive him with some mince pies. Today, the subject of this Teletext R is Advent calendars through the years. We're going to take a look at some of the more famous Advent calendars that have been featured on Teletext services. Prizing open those doors is a simple case of pressing the reveal button on your remote, or even just waiting for the page to load up. You could say that it's almost the bare minimum of interactivity. Yet the eager anticipation of those pixelated icons is almost unmatched. And Carl, do you have any particular memories of opening doors on Teletext calendars? Not many, Dan. Oh no. <laughs> no, because um I yeah, I didn't I wasn't really a big advent calendar man on Teletext because there was no chocolate behind the screen oh. and, and and we all wanted just to like eat the big chocolate on the 24th yeah no chocolate on the teletext ones not not even on the ones from holland or places like that where they're where they're near major chocolate making nations well were you traumatized by a childhood incident carl you saw on the screen teletext advent calendar but when you went to open the door you received not chocolate but a massive electric shock. <laughs> yes, it's aversion therapy. <laughs> As you unscrewed the side of the television to get inside and eat it. Kids, please don't do that. <laughs> but you can do it on a modern television. They'd have to be after, in, after eight minutes because they're so thin these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least there's room for a decent amount of chocolate and an old CRT set. A new flat screen TV is almost as thin as an advent calendar now so Mm. how can you tell the difference Mm. in fact you can probably fix an advent calendar whereas uh, you just chuck away a television these days yeah (laughs) in fact i am just going to replace my television with an advent calendar (laughs) you know there's some bits hanging out the front i'll early open doors from where you've eaten the chocolates oh dear so Through the years, most major teletext services have featured their own advent calendars. And if you were lucky, they even changed up the icons from year to year. Today, we're going to explore some of the highlights and potentially the lowlights we'll have to see. 
First up, I believe, in your textbooks, let's have a look at the CFEX Advent Calendar because CFEX were the first to broadcast any teletext Advent Calendar. And here's a quote from Mort Smith, who we've had on the show, courtesy the BBC. On one occasion in 1976, the editor asked me and another of the journalists, Georgina Haworth, to put together a Christmas special consisting of quizzes, Christmas facts, an advent calendar with a different festive graphic behind each door, and Christmas TV guides. But of course, we all know what the real draw was, those advent calendars. And we're going to take a quick look at one right now. And Carl, and everybody listening out there in the world, I'll put this picture up in the post so you can look at it and analyze it along with us. Now, we've stolen this from Mr. Jason Robertson, the teletext archaeologist. Hello, Jason. Hi, Jason. Six Music's very own Jason. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yes. Okay, so I'll, I'll, we're sitting comfortably, then we'll look at the CFAX one. Yeah. The characters here are fairly rudimentary, but quite, as, as I've learned quite recently, very difficult to draw an icon in teletext that's recognisable or, or catchy, uh, but very nice, bright and colourful graphics. CFAX 509, so I don't know if that would age you or not. This CFAX advent calendar is from 1996. What have we got on this advent calendar? What are the icons? Well, you've got on there, I don't know if you're familiar with Ghostbusters, who's the guy, Egon? You've got three Egons, four or five Egons with different colour hair. One Egon with a cyan jumper on. He looks like he's missing an arm. Oh, yes. Um, Probably yes. the recovery that, I think. Yeah. He's, a recovering, he's a recovering icon. <laughs> And um, and then we've got Father Christmas, which is exceptionally difficult to draw, a four by three block pattern, and yeah, he basically is a man with half a face, with a bobble hat with a square on the top. We've got um, quite a cool separate mosaic reindeer with an Egon surfing him, um, and I think they're all tap I think they're all tapping their feet as well, Dan. They're all tapping to the music, doom, 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 like that there. So the, and, and the ones on the top, the green reindeer and the white reindeer, the Egons on there are, are levitating above the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the reindeers with their magic powers. And then right at the top, we've got one of the invaders out of the arcade classic Phoenix coming down, dropping bombs. And I think the house is on fire. <laughs> because there's some white smoke coming out of the roof with no chimney. I thought that Santa was posing for a photo shoot. <clears throat> yes, he could be. Yeah, he's, he's turned to the side because it's more slimming for a fat person. Yeah, he is very skinny, isn't he? He's voguing. He's, he's voguing. He's a voguing Santa. And he's got yeah. a face mask on. Actually, it's a face mask, Dan. He's very topical, actually. <laughs> yes. 1996, predicted 2020. By the year 2020, there'd be paperless offices and we'd all be working from home. How right they were. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. We won't be buying things from shops. We would be delivering them on teletext. 
Sadly, we don't have Egon's balancing on the top of flying reindeer. Indeed, indeed. But uh, the, the Egon, the must, it was big in the 90s, Egon. Where's Egon gone? Egon surfing on reindeers, green ones. So we've just got, I guess, these, all these elements basically in the picture would have been revealed one by one. I think this is either a half advent calendar for the 12 days of Christmas or it was just one drawing mm. that was meant to be seen like this because you'd feel a bit ripped off if you keep getting the Egons. Oh, look, it's a, another Egon, but this time he's in a different pose. It looks like he's taking a pee. This time he's just mm. standing there. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love it as a, as a little touch if they said, Advent Canada at the time, said press reveal. And then when you press reveal, it says, don't press reveal again. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? We should do that in one of our advent calendars. Yeah, press reveal. No, don't press reveal. <laughs> On the 24th, it'll say, don't press reveal anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right, here's an idea. There's half a Santa Claus, just the bottom of him. When you press reveal, he appears and then says, don't press reveal again, because it will cut him in half. <laughs> It's like a peanut ball type one, isn't it? Where you buy the peanuts and the picture gets revealed. So you could start off with like loads of things and uh, they disappear one by one. Well, we should do that, shouldn't we? The Teletext peanut bird. Every time somebody visits, one of the peanuts gets removed and we get a picture of both of us naked. There's just not enough blocks. But, no. You'd um, <laughs> not Yeah, they don't really leave the the important peanuts still last. Yes. <laughs> don't even like peanuts, Dan. Yeah, so what we can do with these is um, we'll review these and we'll have a winner at the end. I think I'll, we can both announce our personal favourites yes. at the end of this. So, so yes, that's that. So this one was Advent, Advent Calendar, Le BBC, circa 1996. Um, artists unknown? We're not sure. Not credited. Hmm. Uncredited, yes. Yeah. Uncredited. Well, which advent calendar is the next contender? Contender numero deux. Numero deux. Numero deux. Deuxième. The Oracle advent calendar. We have a selection here. A selection box, perhaps. Ooh, we'd like a selection box. A particular calendar from 1992. All back when the selection box was massive, not like these days. Yep, yeah. Tiny. Uh, yeah, they're still £2.50, pence, mm. even though they're five centimetres square. Yes, lighter than helium. And ladies and gentlemen, you can go and see a video courtesy Nick Humphreys on YouTube for this. So search for 1992 Oracle Advent Calendar. I should intro that this video is actually a piece of art as it includes genuine television audio clips in the background. You can hear stuff from Channel 4, including The Big Breakfast, football commentary, and a host of retro adverts. New album, Great Expectations, contains a subliminal message. The new Braun Control 2000 is unique. Its stepless controls let you go from gentle to fast, cool to hot, and anywhere in between. You can even... Yeah. There's always having to take the ball back to, to get 
to cross it. Take it inside. So get Kanchelskis over there, yeah? Because yeah, exactly. Lee used to play on the left, didn't he, before he was injured? This time we have a different selection of icons. And they could be courtesy Mr. Ian Irving, who was working for Fortel at the time. Mm -hmm. If anybody out there follows Rusty, Rusty Russ on Twitter, you might have seen this last year because he featured it in 2019. With a little bit of help from fellow friend of the show, Pete Fagan, he restored it to its full glory so we could see it in its original intended HD high definition Christmas quality. As Baird would have intended. What have we got on the 1992 version of the Oracle Advent Calendar? It's really well made. I love it. It's really good. Um, I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm loving it all. I like the lantern, the Christmas tree. The camel with the star is really good because it's using like um, a blue new background block with some hell graphics for the star. Quite advanced, actually. Very good. You get the kiddie singing with the note coming out there. You've got a red robin. Bloggy robin. Oh, bloggy robin. Bloggy robin. Whoa, whoa, like... Uh, um, you've got the, um, if you ever play Pitfall 2, you do have the beast in there, the beast out of Pitfall 2, with the, the, like the rat with the long curly tail. The snowman is like a post box, a white post box with a, with a hat on. And in the middle, you've got a, a really nice detailed person sitting on a chair with a baby on the lap with little yellow stars coming out the top of them in, in a heavenly angelic way. But excellent. Really, it's really good. I like it. I like it. Do we know um, who did the graphics for this one? Well, it's most likely to be Ian Irving, although it could have been somebody else who was working for Fortel at the time. Ian, good at teletext, Irving strikes again. Yeah. Uh, you know, really a bit of an eye-opener. If you ever try and draw a teletext icon of these, these sizes and make them recognisable, not, not an easy thing to do because the pixels on the teletext aren't all equal, are they, Dan? Yeah, so if you look at your sixel, you've got your bottom two, your middle two, and your top two, and the, and the middle two tend to be fatter than the ones above and ones below. Yes. Um, so you can't always get a perfectly square cross. Um, if you're making a Christmas tree, plays absolute havoc unless you start it in the right part of the screen. That's why probably palm trees work well in the summer because uh, they're all offset. If you try and do anything symmetrical on teletext with the sixels in a small area, um, you're on a hide into nothing. Yeah, it would be quite difficult to fit any separate colours within these icons due to the fact that you have to fit control codes which take up a whole space and that area has to be kept blank. So... I would say that's the most difficult part of it. Colour goes a long way on, on an icon as well. And Father Christmas is a, is a gift to Teletext because you've got your red and your whites. But even then, putting their control codes in, Father Christmas has handy gone in the bottom right-hand corner because um, if you put him in at the beginning of a page on the left-hand side, his control codes would play havoc with the rest of the icons. So you, you tend to find that the more detailed coloured ones come, uh, you know, on the right-hand side of a screen. Yes. Because Santa's icon uses a background attribute that takes up more space on your calendar, 
And that's actually reflected in the whole of the calendar. Ample spaces are left between the designs. Now that's not only an artistic decision, but a restrictions decision, because there isn't that much space in the first place. But I like how on this calendar, when the doors are closed, they're all different shapes. So you can try to guess what's behind them. Yeah, it's just like um, there's there's a there's a lot to an advent calendar. It's um, it, it's pushing teletext to its limits. You know, well, th this level of teletext certainly. Yeah. You know, for all the detail. You know, if you say, "Oh, can you think of four different things to put on a page?" Uh, Twenty-four different things, rather. Not easy at all. No, and anybody who's had a go at it, well, I think you get more of an appreciation for the people who make these icons. People like Mr. Biffo, whose job it was mostly just to draw icons for different pages, squeezing the amount of detail that he does into such a small area and the amount of, I guess, artistic license that needs to take place. It suddenly dawned on me that if I couldn't get out to meet them, then I would have to arrange for them to come to me. So I started up a singles night. certainly would predict a Milan win over Ancona, but then uh, who'd have thought Inter would have conceded three to Ancona last week? Close the farmer's gun, so one, grab it, one, grab it, one, one, one. What's up, Dad? Whoa, the wabbit's got wiener bigs, man. Happy Christmas to George Preston from Lorna and Kevin in Plymouth. Thank you very much. Okay, so the advent calendars we've looked at so far were single page calendars. All the designs were contained in a single teletext page and they were slowly revealed. But there are other types of teletext advent calendar and these involve having a full page graphic for each of the 24 days in December. And this was employed by MTV who offered 24 full page pixelated pop star portraits. A very kind person called TNC's Apply from the Teletext Discord has been posting his recoveries of MTV's calendar from 1992, which includes people such as Elton John, David Bowie, Tina Turner, and Annie Lennox. Now, Carl, have you seen some of these pages? I've seen some of them about, and uh, yeah, they're really good representations of the artists. It's one of them, and he said, oh, can you, can you do me five pictures of pop stars? Yeah, no problem. Uh, can you do me uh, 24? Uh, yeah, are there actually 24 people that you can do to teletext? So, yeah, absolutely, yeah, a really, really great feat again. I, I didn't have MTV. Put your violin away, but I didn't have MTV. But um, to, to have that on the, on the teletext would be sort of like very, you know, you, you'd have a small percentage of people actually who have MTV, and a, and a very small percentage of them would actually press the... Uh, the text key, so I'd guessed um, it was a hidden gem on that service as well. So well done to um, to the effort to recover all of that. I didn't see it first time round. Um, I like the Bowie one, and I think that may have had extra resonance um, at one point. I think that was probably put back on Twitter at one point when uh, when when we lost that gentleman. So uh, yeah, very good. Yes, as you alluded to there, these portraits appear to have been made using a digitizer to scan photographs. Now, there's a whole conversation to be had here about whether 
using this digitized accounts as doing real teletext art? I would contend that it absolutely is because once you've digitized the page, all you get is a rough outline of the person's face, depending how good the digitizer is and how good the photo is. And then you as the artist have to fill it in. So it's basically the composition that's decided by the digitizer. And then you painstakingly hand paint the rest of it in. I would agree with that. If you find images that you think, okay, I want to convert them over to teletext, you know, in a digitized way, it actually becomes a, an acquired knack to actually look at a picture and know which ones are going to work and which ones aren't. So although all pixelated pictures are perhaps digitized already, not all teletext pictures can be converted from a digitized format over to uh, teletext exactly for the same reason as that you know when you draw an icon you know you'll get a fat sixel and a, and a smaller sixel you know when these things go over they don't render quite as well so yes you could argue that the digitized photo is the mere plaster of paris to the sculptor and the sculptor actually still has the job on to turn it into something recognizable yep that's absolutely true it would be as if as a sculptor you just bought a bust from the bus shop. I don't know. I don't know where sculptors, but in, in ancient Greece. I, I think, yeah, I think it's probably a bit like, you know, going to, um, you know, go, going to the Lego shop and, and, and getting, um, yeah, and you want to make an airplane and getting one big uh, airplane shaped Lego block and go, there you go, there's, there's my Lego model. It's not as simple as that. You, you, you know, you are given the Lego and you still have to build it. So yes, that's 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 an and that's an analogy, whether it's a good one or not. Uh, I'll leave that down to our listenership. Well, it's certainly better than my ancient Greek bust analogy. Mm-hmm. Right. So speaking of digitizers, do you remember the teletext section on Channel Four called Digitizer? Ah, well, you might do. I don't know. Some people out there in in the dim and distant past might have viewed Digitizer, but Digitizer did indeed offer their own version of the MTV portraits. Except, and this is the brilliant part, they redrew the pop stars in their own inimitable style. Yes. There is particularly excellent use of the flash function, which you can use to make the pop stars sing. Very, very inventive. And Mm -hmm. I'd like to say that this is true. This has been confirmed by Mr. Biffo himself, that they were parodies of the MTV advent calendar. Yes, um, if anyone can just get the Robert Smith up, that's got to be the best badly, badly drawn artists ever. But they're so well done because you can you actually go, yeah, that, that is Robert Smith out of the cure. So it's a corrupted Alex DeLarge. Uh, from the Clockwork Orange, crossed with uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, I think that's probably the best way I could describe it. Uh, but it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's hilarious, and it's uh, yeah, it's just it's like a one one in the eye to someone who's been working really hard on one service. I wonder if you actually knew the people that were doing the the, the work for the MTV Teletech service, and it was sort of like a, just a bit of antagonism or, or or top japes, or was it just all done completely anonymously? I wonder what Robert Smith would think of his. Um, yeah, I wonder what Robert Smith would actually think of his portrait. We should send it to him, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll block us. I think. I'm not sure though. 
And that brings us on to 2014. Let's all meet up in the year 2014. Wouldn't it be great when we are 14 years older than the song? Be there two o'clock by the reveal button down the road. Yes, Jarvis Cocker once sung a song about the 2014 advent calendar by the collective Teletext 40. Teletext 40 was a project to celebrate 40 years of CFAX. And it included artwork from me. But did, did it include some artwork from you, perhaps? No, I don't think I did anything for Teletext 40, although Mr. Mr. Rules would probably know. I don't think I did much. I think he put something up, but nothing to do with Christmas. I know that. Nothing to do with Christmas at all. And you have some fantastic artwork in the 2014 Advent Calendar by Raquel Myers, who has done A Monster Girl. Actually, that particular artwork has been featured in a few other places since. It says, Feliz Ano Monstroso 15. I don't know what 15 in Spanish is. <laughs> quince. Is it quince? Quince. There you go. Have you ever eaten quince? It's quite nice, actually. Um, yeah, it's like a pear, isn't it? Or is that... Yeah, it's like a sour pear, isn't it? Yeah, um, sort of. Quince. Well, when I had it, it was actually on the streets of Liverpool. The, the Northwest Tonight camera crew were hanging out outside a university building in Liverpool. And they said, would you like to try some quince? Mm. And they had a tray, specially prepared by a chef. It, it was actually quite nice, very, very sweet. But my particular clip on the show, on Northwest Tonight, was, it's all right, that, isn't it? It's all right, huh? It's all right. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, eat, I'd eat one of them if they were free. It, it was free. And it's the only time I've ever eaten quince. Because they don't sell it anywhere. Quince, yes. It's, um, it's an old English fruit. And I, I haven't even um, Googled that. I just know that because I watched a country file about it about two years ago. And um, they're not as popular as what they used to be. But apparently they were like, you know, the, the old English fruit, quince. Yeah. Yeah, and now I think there's an effort to try and get people to eat quince again, probably by some chap who owns a quince orchard somewhere out there. But, um, yeah, the only person that does. Yeah, quince, it sounds very Christmassy, actually, as well. It, it's sort of like, it sounds like you should be eating quince at Christmas. So if you can acquire some quince, we recommend that you use it in your Christmas meals. In fact, just put it on top of the turkey. It'll be perfect. Mm -hmm. I do apologise to our Spanish listeners who think that we're just eating the number 15 continually in, in, in this country, because we're not. <laughs> so we're getting closer to present day now. We're going to head abroad for the next advent calendar from odd text in Germany, or UAD text, you might call it. And they revived the advent calendar format in 2016 with a series of 24 full-page designs and they were made by somebody in this zoom call and it's not me nope and it isn't him this advent calendar was rebroadcast the following year you might have seen it twice what i liked about the um version um on 
German television was the fact that it did actually go out live on German television, didn't it? Yes, that's right. So there was, it was actually getting appreciated to a genuine audience. There's some really excellent stuff here. So was all the artwork yours then, or were there any other contributors? For this particular one, it was all mine, but some of it was reused from the Teletext 40 calendar, like mm. the snowman in summer and a picture of Rudolph and Santa Claus waving. Xmas ASCII is nice. That's just done with absolutely no graphics at all, just done in uh, ASCII, which is really cool. Uh, one thing I want to ask you about, this, this one, Dan, is 06 Santa High. It looks very Germanic. It actually looks like a, a Germanic piece of art. I don't know what, what's suggesting that to me, but were, were you influenced? Is that, was, was that made specifically for the um, German Teletext service? Or was that something you had already? Because it is, it's done in a very classic European style, Northern European style, if you don't mind me saying. I think the original picture that I used as a reference could have been from Europe, I think. Actually, if I remember correctly, I, th I think it was Santa smoking a pipe, but it may have been a, uh, you know, a, a Dutch pipe, mm. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> a Dutch pipe? And you, you, you basically took his spliff out and you've put a purple hand in there. Yes. <laughs> and that's 100% true. Arctic fact file. Iceland. Glaciers, 300 plus. Penguins, none. Oh, uh, imports, ice skating. Ice, ice, baby. Exports, ice cubes, ice tea, tea and ice tea. <laughs> Excellent. What, what's your personal favourite out of the German... Uh, Fernsehen Teletext service thing? Well, there are lots of things that I quite like from this. There's a Game Boy one that's pretty good and that's been pretty popular. But I mm. think my most favorite picture is one entitled Antarctica Continental Rail. And it has a map of the continent with train stations on it. It's done in sort mm. of the style of who did the tube map? Oh, uh, Harry Beck. And, uh, oh, I can see what you've done here. You've got the uh, London Transport Roundel in white with Ankrail in there instead of like, underground. And yes, and are, are these actually um, proper places in Antarctica? Yes, they're real places like McMurdo Station, mm. uh, Bostock, scientific bases in Antarctica yes. mm -hmm. turned into train stations, basically. Uh, a funny thing about this, this was actually the first idea and design that was made for the calendar way back in about March or April of that year. The one that spawned the whole idea of the Teletext Advent calendar. But I noticed looking back that this design prompted somebody out there on a rail enthusiasts forum to ask the question of whether there was ever actually an Antarctic rail service. So they must have seen it on German teletext and thought, oh, I'll go and post about it on a forum to see. That's another classic case of um, I've seen it, therefore it's happened. Yes. Which uh, goes back to a previous podcast we did about the uh, CPAC's holidays and the phenomenon of uh, false or acquired memories. The, the quality of it sort of um, will explain away its providence whether it's come from a legitimate source or not, if you do something well enough, 
it will, you know, get past the person's disbelief and then become a thing. But yeah, that, I, I can see why you enjoy doing that because it's um, completely different, completely off the wall. It's factual as well. Although there was no railway station, you do actually have those uh, the, the, those places there, the research bases. And um, if anyone is sort of uh, not sure which way round the Arctic and Antarctic are, always remember that ants are underground. Therefore, Antarctic is underneath the Earth. Ah, I've learned something on the Teletech Star podcast, which is quite a rare occurrence, I'd say. We've only been doing it about four years. Yeah. <laughs> you know everything else. Yeah. Um, I like the Merry Textmas one. There you've got a Father Christmas or a Weihnachtsmann sitting in his armchair, looking at his TV antenna next to the pot plant. I'm not sure about pot plant, Dan. Um, if you if you water that pot plant, you will have a risk of uh, getting electric shock. Yeah, um, I didn't think of that. Neither did Santa. Well, you should stick to logistics and perhaps not interior design. But yes, I'm glad that he's he's survived that anyway. And on a modern television, obviously, you'd need a very thin pot plant. <laughs> It'd have to be a printout of a potted plant. A picture. A picture of one. Yeah. Can you tell me about the uh, darts one? Uh, Alexandra Palace. Let's play darts. Is that a big thing to you? Um, you know, the, the game of darts. Is that something that you do in your, in, in your downtime? Not really. However, I was requested to make this page by Art Text. Darts is really quite popular in Germany. Really? Mm. So that was an advent calendar from 2016, the odd text one. But 2016 was something of a renaissance for the Teletext advent calendar. Mr. Biffo, Horstenberger, and one or two other people also doing their own versions. Biffo's one was a series of icons in the old digitizer style, you know, small, maybe mm. 10 by 10 icons with a little quote next to it. For example, Hi, I'm Postman Matt. I used to be Postman Pat, but the government forced me to change my name. Or something like that. You know, mm. but, but actually mm. funny. And Horsenberger's one was 24 different Teletext artworks. Awesome ones, probably, as well, yeah. Probably very awesome. Awesomeburger, yes. Awesomeburger, yes. He makes anything awesome. Yeah. Just um, incredible, incredible man. He's auto awesome. I always look at his stuff and the, he, he can turn anything into blocky gold. He's the Teletext alchemist. The Teletext alchemist, yeah. Like the Teletext archaeologist, except yes. the alchemist. Yeah. There you go. Merry Christmas, uh, Steve. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yes, so Horsenberger is still making loads and loads of artwork. So you can check out his Twitter. He's got a Patreon. He's got a website, horsenberger.com, so you can bask in the glory of all his teletext art. He's got a Patreon. He's got a Twitter. He's got a Facebook. What was that in reference to? Nothing, really. That, it was really cool. I liked it. He's got a Patreon. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. Mm. 
And so that brings us up to date for the year 2020. This will meet up in the year 2020. Won't it be strange when we're 20 years older than the song that came out in the future of the year 2000? Be there at 2 o'clock by the fountain they pulled down last year to pedestrianise the area. I never knew there'd be a coronavirus. I never knew that everyone would stay at home. Well, that's quite good. Yeah. Yes. Um, fantastic, actually. Yes, very, very well performed. Thank you. So, 2020. Yes. Uh, as Pulp decreed, the mm -hmm. Teletext Discord have collaborated on a single page advent calendar in the vein of oracles and also the early CFAX ones. 15 artists have contributed icons which were revealed daily on Rusty Russ's wonderful Twitter account of Retro Delights. So, Carl, I think you actually contributed something to this, didn't you? Uh, yes. How did you find the task? Difficult. Difficult. I, I, I think I submitted two. I know that one got in, which was really good. But um, my first attempt, it looked like um, Horace out of the uh, Horace goes skiing and all that. And it, didn't, it wasn't meant to. So I changed it to um, Steve instead. And I, I just put a smile on his face and all that. But uh, long and short, it was very difficult to do. I thought Steve was extremely good. Hmm. So, yeah, thank you for that. I, I like that. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that went in, and I and I liked your your tweet that you did where you said because um, I, I told you his full name off air, um, uh, which would probably make a few people uh, litigious. Quiet. Uh, yeah, yeah, might might be quite litigious, but um, yes, his his name's Steve anyway, and uh, he likes collecting things. He also likes skiing. Yes, he does. He likes the and he's um, but he's very shy. He doesn't like he doesn't like um appearing on any other products. You should do a full page graphic of him. Mm. Yeah, one day. I do like the uh, page show Texmas twenty twenty Texmas. Beautiful use of the um, cyan and yellow as two tone text on that. I always think Mode Seven lends itself beautifully to that sort of thing. Did you get fifteen different artists, or was it just um? Yeah, some contributed more than one graphic. Mm. Who did you get then? Did you get uh, Jellica on there and people like that? Yep, Jellica's on there. Jarfishing, who's a brand new, well, he's brand new to the Teletext community. I, I suspect he's been doing some pixel art stuff in the past, but his identity is quite closely guarded, it would seem. However, mm -hmm. his stuff is brilliant, mm. and he's contributed a Santa saying, ho, ho, looks a little bit like the Santa from the Seafakes advent calendar that we mentioned earlier. It's the same one, isn't it? He's, he's got his shades on, his wraparound shades. His Ray-Bans. We've had contributions from Layla Johnston. She actually contributed a Christmas tree. Oh, yes. Where's that then? Oh, yes, it's the blue and white Christmas tree. Yeah. Is that right? That's, yeah, that's nice, that. Oh, yes, very good. Who else? Uh, we've got Fidian, Genial, Andy Jenkinson, Andy Ugly Fruit, Pixel Blip. Mm -hmm. All your Teletext favourites. All your favourites in one place. In one place. Under, under one big calendar. Yeah. And 404, Advent Not Found. Very good. Yeah, very clever. That was Andy, I think. Mm -hmm. Andy Jenkinson. 
Mm. Right. So, yes. I think that wraps up all the advent calendars. Wraps up all the uh, wraps up all the advent calendars. Um, but which has been our favourite, Carl? Well, I think my favourite one is this year's one. It's still going, and the artwork and all that. It's organic, homegrown, and there's a lot of different ideas in there. But the best broadcast one, I think, is the uh, the the Cfax one. I think with the Egons. Yeah, the Egons. The Egons is my my favourite broadcast one, closely followed by the German ARD television one because the quality in that is uh, really good, and it was a great showcase for Teletext. So basically, I think I've given a prize to all of them. But uh, yeah, e- Egon has a special place in my heart, and I and I hope Egon makes it into the 2021 Texmas calendar if we're all spared. <laughs> he probably will now mm. after this. Mm-hmm. Well, if I were to choose a favourite, it's very hard, you see, because they're all very good. But I love Horsenburgers. You can still find that if you scroll through his Twitter. We should encourage him to republish it in 2021 mm. so we can see all the artwork again. It would be wonderful, actually, to feature a Horsenberger Christmas advent calendar because he's done enough stuff to make four advent calendars. I-, I love his Merry Christmas from Nakatomi Plaza one. <laughs> Give me my detonators. I love his diehard artwork that he's done. Definitely a Christmas movie. Yes, definitely. No, yeah, I think that's um, absolutely been proven beyond doubt now. But I'm going to give an honourable mention to the Oracle calendar, which in that particular piece of art in the video had all the clips in the background. Mm. I don't know if he actually did this, but it made it seem like he recorded 10 seconds of footage from each day. Mm. So you can hear the big breakfast, then football, and then some adverts in the background, but it's a great trip down memory lane. Mm, like a time capsule, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like it would be the soundtrack of you actually reading the page in your front room. That's it. Uh, with other things going on as well. So, yeah, that, that's a very original way of, of doing it, and it's perhaps something that you don't see when, when, yeah, when we create art or whatever. It, it's done in a different, different time and uh, probably a different situation to how it was viewed back in the day Mm, indeed indeed Mm. so there is not a conclusive winner everybody's a winner everybody gets a present because it's christmas oh ho 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 good tidings for christmas and a happy new year (laughs) yes everyone gets a bar of uh snack sixels oh yeah that would be good, wouldn't it? If they did sixel versions of those Cadbury snacks. And, and a black pudding that looks like a Christmas pudding. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I want them as well. Yes, yes, of course. Excellent. So it's been a wonderful year here at Teletext R. We've interviewed lots and lots of people and we've, we hope that we've entertained you and everybody, everybody who's listened. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, it's been really good fun. Merry Christmas to you, Dan, um, and uh, to you and yours. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Carl. Thank you. And um, yeah, Merry Christmas to all our listeners, uh, readers, followers, and everyone who's been involved and and who is going to be involved in the future in the the Teletext R podcast project. 
we don't know where we're going to go. I mean, we both enjoyed doing the Twitch stream for the last festival. And we're wondering if we ought to show our ugly mugs on, on, a, on a Twitch for the future. You never know. Um, if you do want it, then obviously, you know, let us know on Twitter. If you don't, send down £20. Um, and uh, we, we can take it from there. But no, Merry Christmas uh, from us all. Merry Christmas to the Facebook group. And um, it's been a, been a funny old year in the real world. But, you know, we've still managed to uh, plough on and still find some enjoyment. So it's uh, been, been really good. Fantastic, yes. And I think the only thing that's left to say is... We... Wish you a merry Textmas. We wish you a merry Textmas. We wish you a merry Textmas and a happy new year. Good tidings we bring to you and your reveal buttons. Tidings for Christmas and a happy new year. Keep it blocky. Keep it blocky. We must keep it blocky. We must keep it all blocky. The blockier, the better. We all have a CFX holiday. We all have a CFX holiday. We all have a CFX holiday. Except if you don't like them. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. As a reward for sitting through all of that madness, here are some outtakes. First up, Wiggly's advent calendar from Fortel in 1983. Enjoy. Wiggly's advent calendar. Pretty cool, isn't it? That's mad. Nice use of the um, held graphics on the new background blue for the Christmas pudding. And in fact, Christmas puddings aren't used enough, are they, in, in British teletext, because that's a really good trick. Because you're actually using the absence of colour, aren't you, to make something? Yes, yeah, yeah. But there's always a Christmas advent calendar pudding thingy. Yes. Maybe every blank screen is actually just a Christmas black pudding. Black pudding, yes. Christmas black pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that's exactly what I didn't mean. I know. Christmas pudding. It's, it's black brilliant. pudding. It's black pudding. <laughs> they, um... The snowman is a cyclops. I don't see how the Aladdin's lamp is Christmassy, is it? Aladdin's lamp? Well, it's like Panto, I guess. Oh, yeah, of course. It could be Panto. The, the uh, snowman, what, like the fifth icon, sixth icon along, or the second one in from the right, he looks very scary. I'm not sure if the drops at the bottom are sort of like him needing to go to the toilet or whether they're the, from the dynamite underneath. <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> was this from channel four by any chance because you've got there yeah. the um yeah you got the four with the stars four stars there and you got blocky robin in the middle blocky blocky robin oh blocky blocky robin whoa blocky robin, robin. <laughs> and then you've got half a tennis ball with some odor coming out of it in the bottom corner um, i don't know what that's meant to be is that meant to be a turkey turkey yeah isn't it with salmonella steaming off of it. With antlers. But yeah, my favourite's the black pudding. The robots, the robot snowman. That's really well done. Robot snowman, Cyclops Ro snowman. Yeah, term, term, Terminator. With his pincers. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, there, there's the paper rings above it that we used to have to make. <laughs> used to have to make. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that thing there? It's like a pram with two X's on. This is like one of them um, Freudian things that you look at and go, tell me what you're seeing. Like, you're meant to see yeah. a butterfly, but you see, like, two women killing each other or something. A Rorschach like. test. We should apologise, ladies and gentlemen, because maybe the person who did this, possibly Ian Irving, is listening right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, uh, no, no, but sorry, Ian. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yes. But he's got, they're really good. Well, they're not Terry's, they're mine. Ooh. Terry's chocolate orange advent calendars. Are you sure? Are you sure not, you're not having some Christmas eggnog? No, no, no. Egg. What is eggnog? What is eggnog? I'm not sure. Something to do with nog in the nog. Oh, and his eggs. Eggnog. I've just had a text. Excellent. Do you like that? Did you hear that? Did it actually speak the text? No, no. It's it's um it's a sample from Commando, where he goes, oh, "This sorry. is X three four urgent. You respond." It's actually from Amazon. I thought it was saying something about eggs when it said X three four. Eggs. <laughs> yeah, X three four. Get in the eggs, nogs. Xmas, X nogs. Whiskey, X-ray, 4, 4, 8 for General Kirby. Urgent to respond. Wow. I'm going to respond to you now. Do it now. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells.